Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling Rehab Up uh, podcast. And this is a special Wrestling Rehab Up because we are doing live Hell in a Cell reaction. We just watched the WWE Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Matt, how did you how did you like the, the show? Oh, my God. This show is Hell in a Cell. And I swear, Hell in a Cell used to be a lot more exciting than it was tonight. But it did have its bright spots. And mm-hmm. I, there's a lot that I enjoyed, but uh, I would out of uh, I don't know if we have a five star. I feel like we had a five something system, like five bagels or five uh, five hats. I don't remember what we had, but yeah. I would give it like a I would give it like a two point five. This is a very it was middle of the road show in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I'm glad there were no really surprise no surprises, honestly. I yeah. think I think we called it down the line with most of our predictions. So a lot of it was either ending feuds, hopefully, and um, <laughs> just kind of clean slating on our way to Money in the Bank uh, next yeah. month. Yeah, and I think that there were some, there were some good. I have some hope that that what you said is going to be the case that we're going to get that cleaner slate leading into not only money in the bank but of course we have fans coming back so you can imagine that things will shift a little bit with that because WWE doesn't have to spin their wheels as much so yeah I'm 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 hopeful for something different than what we've been seeing because a lot of what we saw tonight was kind of the culmination of uh well hopefully the culmination of what we've been seeing over the last several months with a lot of storylines yeah, exactly. So, um, I what what would you say was your highlight of the show? Oh, easily I I and and maybe it was because it was at the top of the show, but I <laughs> I loved the Bianca Bailey Hell in a Cell match. I mean, we were not expecting that when we covered the the predictions just a few days ago. And for me, there's just something about the story that they were able to tell in the ring. And Mm -hmm. there was so much story that they kind of built in leading up to the leading up to the show and the intensity built up even more on SmackDown. But wow, I just love Bailey and Bianca as performers. They have such great chemistry. So Mm -hmm. for me, that that really has to be the highlight. But what was your highlight? Um. I would agree because let's start. Let me finish wrapping up your highlight. What I thought about it because it it, it was mine too, um, but one of mine too. So I agree. Their chemistry was spot on, amazing. I think I was kind of very happy that they went on first because Mm -hmm. you know when you have those multiple cells cell matches, you can't you know do the same things that you've done because then it gets repetitive. But they started it off, and I loved how. Uh, what I loved about their match, especially in comparison to some of the other matches of the night, like theirs was a lot more back and forth. Um, yeah. I like that uh, both of them got a fair amount of um, offense in, took a fair amount of bumps. I think Bailey took a lot of big, big bumps. Yeah. And yeah, and Bianca took a, 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 a lot of a lot more bumps near the end. Um, mm-hmm. But they really know how to. They, when we talk about in-ring chemistry, they definitely have it. Um, yeah. And they're yeah. good at making stars, too. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, 
And I just loved like looking at this um, Bianca. I'm always so excited to see Bianca walk out, even for just her her ring gear, because uh-huh. apparently, and I know she said it, but I, I, I still can't believe it that every single time she has new gear. And this time, I mean, it fit the Hell in the Cell vibes with the flames. and uh-huh. But it also gave me like Eddie Guerrero Latino heat vibes. Yeah. With, like, the gold boots and the flames. So that was like nice to think back to him. But wow, it was cool in this match to not only see like how the chair was used, how the hair was used, how uh-huh. the fighting happened. Um, all of it, but we even got Bailey like yelling at Michael Cole to shut up um, <laughs> shortly yeah. before kind of getting her um, come up in a little in. bit from yeah. from Bianca. But mm-hmm. wow, like I, I I liked the psychology in this, and I mean it, it's sometimes hard to tell because one, like they started the show, so. I think they had that going for them. And, you know, I felt like a lot of this show dragged, or at least for me, I was like struggling to kind of stay engaged along the way with some of what we saw. But this was so, so strong. And of yeah. course, it's always great to see Bianca come out. And Bailey. Honestly, mm-hmm. like, if Bianca, oh, come out yeah, on top. But yeah. It, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. But like, honestly, but even with Bailey, like, if Bailey came out on top, I would, I, I think we'd also be kind of mm-hmm. like happy and excited for what was to come. And so, this was good. This was the highlight. But you mentioned um, other highlights. I don't know if you have anything. Do you have other highlights for the Bianca Bailey match before mentioning um, some of your other highlights of the just show? That I think uh, I think Bailey's Bailey's uh, gear kind of reminded me of uh, Mick Foley. I think yeah. it was maybe yeah. influenced by Mick Foley. And then mm-hmm. I, when I, I, same thing, I was looking at Bianca's gear and I was trying to figure out what, the, if there was a reference and what the reference was. And I was wondering if it was like a Shawn Michaels reference. Um, but mm. uh, I, I'm sure like, I, I love like knowing stuff about the gear and all of that. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that, you know, I'll just be looking at their Instagrams all week and, and we'll, or, or I'll go <laughs> and look, and see if they they talk about it uh, because if there is, I love I love stuff like that. So I want to know, yeah. and, and we'll and if there is, we'll give an update on the <laughs> on totally. the next show. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but um, other than that, so um, I would say the after um, Bailey and Bianca. Honestly, I I kind of <laughs> gotta go, Bobby and Drew. Wow. Um, honestly, like honestly, uh, I think. You know, the having the stipulation always really helps, to be quite honest. But I thought that match was laid out really well as well. Um, I mean, Bobby got his butt whipped in that 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 cell. I, you know, I kind of was like, uh, Drew is getting in a lot of offense on Bobby. Like, I really felt like Bobby didn't get in much offense. Um not as much offense, um, but I love MVP. I because Matt, you know this. I'm famous for this. I love managers. I love a good manager, and yep. MVP right now is one of the best managers, if not the best manager in WWE right now. Mari, he is the best manager yeah. in the WWE right now because mm-hmm. he takes the word manager to heart he managed the situation he walked in you saw him with his cane and Mm -hmm. this man who is injured limping around everywhere in pain everywhere gave up his cane for the sake of 
Bob Robert Lashley? Bobbert Robert Lasher? Bobbert. Oh my god. Bobbert Lasher. Like, whoa, this is so he and he got in there too. And it's so funny because I was kind of wondering like how much we would get MVP as a wrestler in this match. I mean, it mm-hmm. wasn't too long ago that we actually saw him like wrestling wrestling and not taking manager bumps, but taking wrestler bumps. And so mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder when we'll get him back to that point where he's just like full force wrestler mode rather than like uh, where he was now, which is like basically taking a bump the same way that Chad Patton would take a, a bump, which he did. But um, I, I loved MVP here. Um, the, the moment that I loved is because we, we kind of saw like um, a change of of pace when Chad Patton took this epic ref bump but I even love oh, yeah, like ref the creativity bump. of Drew in the corner and you know Bobby hands MVP this like cane the and cane. it's like okay uh-huh. what's gonna happen and then you know they work together to trap Drew in the corner and beat on him a little bit but yeah you know what for me this match just I, I wasn't too into the match along the way because uh-huh. a lot of I just felt like there were all these great bumps and spots but again this is like um this is just the fan in me kind of uh, not being able to suspend disbelief because I felt like every time there was a weapon involved, they kept get like getting their hands up, or it wasn't like connecting, or it didn't look like it connected. Um, yeah, the way uh, yeah. that sometimes we would see it. That's why I think of like the Chad Patton bump because he really looked like he took that, um, like took that hit to the face and then flew out of the rings. I, I, I kind of felt like there was a lot of like wrists and hands blocking the weapons along the way for both Bobby and Drew, like consistently, which, which wasn't great to see. I, I can, I, I can get that. I, I did see a couple of, of miss big boots and stuff like that, but honestly, yeah. you know, you know me, we're at work safer, not, you know, harder, exactly. whatever. Exactly. Like, so I thought, I actually thought Bobby's selling was so good in this match. Yeah. There are a few times at the beginning of the match where I was like, is he okay? Because like the refs get, like that first really hard bump that Drew like uh, slammed uh, Lashley against the, the cage and then like dropped him like directly on his like head and neck and shoulder area. Like, yeah. so you know what I'm talking about? Like three minutes Oof. into the match. I was like, damn, yeah. is Bobby okay? <laughs> well, that, but like even, so I mentioned what I mentioned about like the spots not all looking like they connected. And there was one spot that they did where I can't remember what the, exactly the move was. And I, I'm not going to um, try to remember at this point, but basically like Bobby puts hits drew into the chair right in the or drops drew into the chair basically right in the middle of the ring oh, it doesn't yeah. really connect that much and that was it where doesn't. drew's hands like hit this chair and then he did the he did the move again and it looked better and they did the replay but i i um you know i i will say the part that kind of got me and i think that this is just really underrated in wrestling because a lot of unfortunately a lot of how we're conditioned is to like really value blood and really value headshots but oh uh, yeah uh-huh. drew's back oh yeah just messed up and and what was going through my head as i was looking through that uh, looking at like the the scars on his back is just how i can imagine pre-match him saying like 
don't hold back. Like, really hit me. Because the thing is, like, they, I mean, obviously, in today's day and age, we're not going to see a lot of blood in WWE matches. We're not going to see people blading. Um, Most likely, can't remember the last time we did see that, really. Any Brock match, Brock and Undertaker. Yeah, exactly. And that's still like a while ago, right? And so, mm-hmm. and, and also two veterans who I'm sure Vince would just kind of let them do that. But right. like, I'm, I don't think that there's any pr- uh, prohibition on just like getting your back off scarred up. And I kind of feel like Drew, I, I just kind of feel like Drew said, like, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to show that this is really hell. And if anything really sold the hell in the cell concept for me, it was literally just at the end of the match, seeing, seeing his, his back. Cause he, like, that's, that's real. You can't fake that or you can't well, work that in any way. And that's what, and that was, the, I think that was the point of why the, like the back shots, all of that right. stuff was, was, I think it they were really teeing off on each other for that. But you know, WWE and the performers themselves, when it comes to the head stuff, the head no, shots, you, yeah. they are, they just work extra safe. So yeah, I, you know, I'm, like, glad. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And it, it doesn't really bother me. I just, I just like the match because I liked, I just liked MVP. I liked MVP being there at just the nick of time because yeah. during that last stretch, like mm-hmm. that last seven minute stretch after the ref bump, when the ref was down, when Drew was getting yeah. it and all that offense, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. God, like is Drew gonna win this? Is he gonna win yeah. this? They did a really, really good job of with those like near falls and um they gave Drew like the visual win, you know, they love to mm-hmm. do that where he 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 would have won if the ref hadn't bumped. Um but I, I love for Bobby's character and MVP's character, it just all it just all worked. And I, I, I honestly yeah. didn't really come away from it feeling like cheated or like Bobby came out looking weak. I just thought it, it all made sense with the, the character to, like they're going through, you know, they're going with. And I was yeah. fine with it. Yeah, you know what? I liked, I just felt like a lot of the match back was just the back and forth brutality. And I, you know, and I, I compared it in my head as I was watching it to Bailey and Bianca for obvious reasons, because it's oh, yeah. also in a cell. And mm-hmm. with Bailey, especially, she is so good at working a crowd, even when they're not there. <laughs> and right. Drew and Bobby were kind of just going at each other. And, you know, I think I, that's one thing where I would have liked to see a little bit more of like that crowd work um, mm-hmm. in, in all of this. But, you know, for me, after that ref bump or from that ref bump onward, I just loved how it all unfolded because I feel mm-hmm. like that was when we saw all of the dominoes, um, you know, lined up and then fall over one by one from, you know, again, Cad Patton flying into next Tuesday, like Roman Reigns through mm-hmm. Dominic Mysterio mm-hmm. out of the ring um, to MVP ending up in the ring in in the cell, locked yep. in there, locked in there, obviously <laughs> Lashley getting that that win so I'm you know I I I was I was a little worried along the way I also wouldn't have been surprised if if Drew ended up winning but I'm glad he didn't because that means that we will see something new exactly yeah some shenanigans exactly so since you seem a little surprised that uh this was one of uh my highlights then what would be your second favorite match of the um of the night yeah you know what i would say it, it's it's tough um but i really thought 
I, mean, I, I wouldn't say it's the highlight on the same level as the Bianca Bailey match, but I really did think that the whole um, Sami Zayn Kevin Owens uh, match was uh-huh. really interesting because I was so caught off guard by how much Kevin Owens just like he just took it this whole match, and I didn't expect Sami Zayn to dominate in the way that he did, but. Uh-huh. He actually really came across as this legitimate contender, this legitimate character, um, this legitimate wrestler, which we all know he is. But I don't think that with the conspiracy gimmick, he's been given that credit. And just to see him destroy Kevin Owens and, you know, end up with that that uh, rough Haluga kick. Um, And Uh this is what I'm saying, like with the bumps, just seeing in slow-mo Kevin Owens just taking that boot to the face or, you know, working that boot to the face. Like I, I, um, I, I really liked what they did there. I don't know why it was so one-sided because it was pretty one-sided for Sammy, but, um, I liked that. Well, they, they were explaining it on commentary. Kevin was still, he was selling the Nigerian nail, from SmackDown, yeah. so like they 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 referenced it every two seconds, well, yeah. which makes sense. But but even then, but even then, I think my my bigger thought is just like I I so when I saw the Nigerian nail, or I think it was like two Nigerian nails from on SmackDown yeah, that he mm-hmm. took. I I was so surprised because it. I mean, maybe it's just the move itself, but you don't expect someone to be that affected by that move. So for right. me, it was less even. It, it was more about like the choice to to have him sell that move. But at the end of the day, that just gets um, gets Commander Aziz over yeah. that much more. And in essence, it gets Apollo over as your IC exactly. champ. So exactly. I mean, it made sense. And it looked like it just looked like, you know, they can always go to Sammy and Kevin. Like they can always go to the well if they need to, because that's what it looked like. They needed another match to throw on the card. Mm-hmm. Go to Sammy and Kevin. They've been, you know, dancing around each other for months now. Anyways, we always know they're going to put on a um, good show. They can mm-hmm. dish out that punishment and stuff to each other because they've been working each other for what almost two decades so it was it wasn't surprising that it was a good match i liked the match um but you know it i don't know where they're going i i really want this to lead i need a like a ladder match for the ic title like that's all i want with biggie and and, and (laughs) sammy and ko and apollo like just that's all i want and i mean i feel like they've been teasing us with that for forever yeah, you know what, though? You're kind of making me think about the fact that Money in the Bank is coming up. And right. I, I mean, obviously, that is on um, a different level in terms of the WWE Championship, the Universal Championship, the Women's Championships being kind of the, the highlight of whoever wins Money in the Bank. But I kind of wonder to that point. I mean, maybe we'll get a, a, a ladder match at some point with with all these people in there. I will say, though, that I just kind of find it fascinating that we haven't truly had like the the ultimate Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn match happen yet. Like the the and I don't know what the characters would be 
maybe it's like Sami Zayn as a face, Kevin Owens as a heel, but um, we haven't had that match that's just like them tearing down the house for like 60 minutes because we know we we know that they could do it. I do like how WWE how WWE is using mm-hmm. them now and what they're doing, but um, it's, I, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering when we're going to get like that big time, like I would kind of disagree. Match. I would kind of disagree, but I get what well, I would just, dis- I would uh, get it because it was so early in their, their careers together, but their match, their, their rubber match to end their, their first, their first feud um, at background in 2016 right before the the draft and the brand split oh my God. that i was so there ago. yeah i was there because it, it was here at the capital one arena and that match that match literally like it was insane to watch in person it was so good and i think just the problem was it was so early you know yeah. but yeah but it kind of had to be because their feud started on nxt you know, they had they had basically built that feud up on NXT. They had fleshed yeah. it out. They had just gotten to like to really do it uh, like one time. And yeah. then Sammy got injured on his way to um, getting mm-hmm. on, on the main roster. And mm-hmm. so we had to wait like uh, what was that like a year for Sammy to heal yeah. or something like that to come back in order to get them to do that kind of continue the feud where they left off. And because of all the timing, it just had to wrap up before that brand split. And it just was so early in their careers and it it was a barn burner of a match, but it was like, we, you're right. We got to revisit it again. We have to figure out a, a, a different story for it so that we can get that Iron Man match for it but the more they run the but i feel like the more they run these little ones back like this Mm -hmm. the more interest people might lose in it but exactly yeah yeah but honestly it's like yeah i mean but do you like wrestling because if you like wrestling no matter what you know a ko and Sami Zayn match is not a match you're gonna miss you know no no matter how many times you you watch it so exactly and i think the other piece of it too is that you know like for these two together it would i kind of felt like going back to maybe it's like 2015 2016 but probably like 2015 when they were in NXT together um it was like there was a lot of fire around them i think from yeah. from like just off the top of my head i remember that moment that they that um that they kind of just showed up i think it was sammy showing up and then KO almost immediately turns on him in NXT. Sammy won. Sammy was in, in NXT for like a year or two years prior. It was, he it had was finally flipped, won. Uh-uh. No, it wasn't. I, it was Sammy. Sammy was the was the underdog of NXT. He was the underdog of the underground. He had finally beat Neville for the championship. And KO came in. K, KO debuted the night he won. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he K, KO debuted the night Sammy won, and KO went to out to congratulate Sammy and immediately uh, yeah. powerbomb him and turned on him. 
Yeah, that'd be, yeah. I, I would love to see them for the WWE Championship or Universal Championship at some point. But I think we'll, like, I think, like, clearly WWE knows that it's a money match, that they have something there. So maybe one day we'll actually get there. But, mm-hmm. hey, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of what we're getting now. So that was, exactly. like, my second highlight of a match. The one thing that was, like, kind of funny on this one was at the end of the match or after the match really where like KO's in the ring and so there's one camera angle of him but then Sami Zayn is is uh talking to Pat McAfee at commentary uh-huh. which like you kind of half hear but then the I just feel like something was like um it, 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 I liked what I was seeing. I don't think that the uh, production truck was ready to capture it or if that was all planned out or what it was. Mm. But I did, I did hear Sammy talking about justice and feel yeah. like he got justice. So he got justice, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's different. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, uh, moving on from that yeah. match, I would say... Um, uh, the next match I wouldn't mind talking about is uh, Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a really good match. A good, again, back and forth, up and down. I feel like the SmackDown matches were way more, um, at least to me, I felt like they were way more competitive yeah. and not as one-sided as I feel like uh, basically all three of the Raw matches were. Um, yeah. But Seth and Cesaro, they just, it was just a great match. It had different levels. Um, I don't know if they ever kicked into like third gear, like really, really like high intensity. Mm-hmm. But I, I love the story. I love the frenziness of Cesaro. That, that last kind of sequence with Cesaro was just, he went into the swing. He got him to yeah. the sharp shooter. Um, he got him, in, hit him into the crippler. Well, oh, sorry, the cross face. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Um, the the yeah, he got him into the cross face, and then back he was going back into the sharpshooter, and then um, yeah. Seth got him into the inside cradle, the, the small yeah. package, should I say? Yeah. And um, got the win. So I I I I liked it. I I thought again, very serviceable match. Two men who just work wonders. Um, Seth getting his win back, I. Uh, it's kind of hard because Cesaro did get the win at Mania, mm-hmm. but then like Seth kind of gets this win back. But then I kind of agree with Seth getting this win back because his his character kind of needed that win. Yeah. So I'm I'm not I'm not too mad at it. Like we hate fifty fifty booking. Like fifty fifty booking is very annoying. But yeah. I feel like it kind of makes sense here, and I think that they did it in such a way where Cesaro was just sitting in the ring, like, dang it, like. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, and I kind of felt like, like, I wrote down even just in my notes, Seth steals the win, which, yes, Mm -hmm. it's funny because, like, he did and he did, like, he didn't, I, he didn't really steal the win, like, he just kind of like eked it out, but it's funny to me, like, how, um, a heel, like, rolling someone up is so different than a face rolling someone up for a win. And <laughs> right. like, I, but yeah, I, I, um, I, to me, this was like, this was a really powerful match and it was great to see Cesaro, some strength in Cesaro. Cause like, I think we get, uh, I think they both came out looking really strong, but for me, it's the type of thing where, we saw Cesaro get jumped at the very beginning coming down the ramp. And I like when I saw 
the Seth kind of coming up behind Cesaro, I was just thinking to myself, like, I hope that this camera person backs up because Seth was coming in hot for Cesaro and, like, took him out. But then immediately Cesaro kind of takes control. And and then, of course, we see Seth on the flip side, like, actually scored the win. And, I mean, I like that they both came out looking strong. I don't know where they're going with this. But, I mean, what this feud to me seemed like it was really about from the beginning other than the fact that we did really have like that Seth uh, cultish kind of thing happening in the really good suits um, is the fact that it was really (laughs) about like, it just to me seemed like it was about these two excellent performers, these two veterans really going in there. And um, you know, I, I, I like it. I like it. It's not my favorite thing. But the matches are really great. It's just that the story, I'm always, I'm always about the story and the story isn't um, the most compelling, but I'm right. like, I, I'm glad that it's, I'm glad that we're getting them in some way, shape or form because we still get the matches, which is what it's, I mean, for that's what it's about at the end of the day. Right. Exactly. And, and well, I don't know about that but i do uh, <laughs> <laughs> and i i don't know actually i don't know about that either but, yeah but <laughs> but i think I, this like to me their feud seems like it's really about the matches right and and that's why i'm hoping that they separate now like i'm hoping that it's yeah. like okay that's done because i want to see where they go from here like both of them just like you said like it seemed like Seth yeah. was coming back with the the Monday Night Messiah thing, kind of, yeah. you know, on Fridays. Exactly. <laughs> but like, uh, it's it's no, he's not doing that. It doesn't seem like that. It's it's more like he's he's already, he's transitioned to the Drip God, who yes. just talks down to people. So, um, I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. I, I I really hope they they find a way to split them off from each other now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that's interesting is that going back even a few months to, like, our season one, um, and especially, like, right after or around WrestleMania, we did kind of see, well, number one, we saw Seth return, like, a number of weeks before Mania, um, and I remember wondering, like, are we going to see him with Roman? How is he going to show up? Is there going to be something there that happens? And then we Mm. didn't get that. And then we saw Cesaro confronting Roman and Roman kind of just brushing that off. And like, I think that's in my mind, that's still a lingering thread. Like I could see Cesaro wanting to come back to that and going after Roman, but will Mm -hmm. Seth be involved? I don't know, but I'm, I actually would really, really, really like to see something where it's Seth in this current incarnation, Roman, and his family, whatever exists of it in this incarnation, um, you know, going up against Cesaro. And I don't know who else would be on the end. I don't know if we're going to I don't actually think we're going to get that um, just mm-hmm. based on some of like the rumors of what's happening at SummerSlam. But I like w- like we've been seeing Cesaro on this steady um, sometimes kind of more than steady build um, since the start of the year. And I just, I don't want that momentum to go away. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, cause he's, it's, I like, he only has so many 
chances to get up to that level that I think mm-hmm. so many of us know he's capable of, but um, yeah. he's on this track to that. So hopefully he's going to be in, he's hopefully he's, he's heading in the direction of like championship contention for a little bit at least, but yeah, uh, I fingers think, crossed. Um, you know, you can always check this out, check it out for me. But I think Money in the Bank is like July 18th or something like that. So it's only of it, it. That doesn't seem like mm. a lot of time. So I'm assuming the way they can get them away from each other is maybe in a week or two after we wrap some of the stuff up, we'll start getting um those uh Money in the Bank qualifying matches. Um Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what Cesaro can do. Like he could take this fire and try and be like, okay, I'm going to put my, my efforts towards getting money in the bank or something like that. You know, now that you mention it, I could see it being really cool in the actual money in the bank match. Um, because maybe this isn't them separating now, but like we go ahead to the money in the bank match. I could see Seth coming close to winning and then Cesaro taking that win and that mm-hmm. being where they separate. Because then you at least have Cesaro beating the this iconic Mr. Money in the Bank in terms of Seth Rollins. And and maybe that's where they're maybe that's what they're building toward. Maybe that's why we've seen Seth and Cesaro together. I don't mm-hmm. know, but uh, if if that is, then that would be kind of cool. Yeah, well, I, we shall see. Um, I, I shall have see. to wait. I definitely have to wait to see who's going to be in that match to call that yeah. the match. Oh, totally. I do think that, uh, you know, uh, people say WWE can't make transcendent transcendent stars anymore which you know Mm -hmm. might be true to an extent but i do feel like right now the field is is open in a sense that i do feel like anybody could could kind of win because both the championships are open in a in a sense like they're not in a current real feud right now so um we, you know, we had we hear rumors. We hear rumors about SummerSlam. Yeah. We talked about those rumors from SummerSlam. I think there's, I think they're backing off the Brock rumors now. I'm hearing like they yeah. tried to get Brock back, but it, it might not have been working out. So they they uh, doubled yeah. their efforts at Cena now. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I guess it, the speculation is fun, but I, we won't really, really know until we get closer and closer to the. No, end and it, the, honestly, they pro- like they definitely don't know the way the wwe works like right. they have their plans and the plans change and the plans change again and then you know there are so many variables too that we really don't know what will happen <laughs> again wwe mm-hmm. usually doesn't know what's going to happen even if they think they know what's going to happen right now so mm-hmm. i mean we'll we'll see how it how it turns out but hopefully we get Hopefully this is like both for Seth and for Cesaro. Hopefully we see them um, going up the ladder, uh, literally and figuratively, as opposed to uh-huh. cooling off. Right. Exactly. Okay. So um, the next match, let's talk about, because I, I want to leave one for yeah. So uh, uh, Yeah, um, I think I know which one you want to leave for the end. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so, I know which one you want to leave for the end. <laughs> Let's talk about Alexa Bliss yes, versus Shayna exactly. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so this just kind of to me seems like a way of further establishing Alexa's um, 
spooky it's character. Hard. <laughs> well, yeah, but I was going to say newfound powers because mm-hmm. her powers shifted. And <laughs> we were talking about this. <laughs> like, she went from being invincible to then now having mind control powers and, yeah. like, making... And first... God, mind control... Now I'm just really frustrated as I think about it because it's like if you have mind control powers, this that match could have been over so much quicker. You could use your powers. You could use your powers in so many other ways, like just make your opponent lay down, um, and like you know maybe they can't get up. You know why are you going to use it to slap Reginald in the face? We didn't. We didn't need that. And then to make Naya scream, I don't. I, I. the lo- I just weird. like a little bit of like logic and it didn't even seem like she it just it, it didn't even seem like it was like a, haha I'm being playful I'm just I'm I'm gonna call it wreak havoc it seemed more like Alexa was getting pissed and then Decided commanded to not, and mm-hmm. it's like why not uh, but yeah, that, yeah. So, so I didn't really love this because we also have the powers introduced this past week and so there wasn't really anything surprising or new Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like oh that happened okay we could see what alexa's up to now what her powers are um what's going to happen next great but it wasn't anything like jaw-dropping like we've seen with alexa and even the fiend fiend. in recent Mm -hmm. months yeah, it's so weird. Like, how is mind control powers like simultaneously too <laughs> over the top? Like, something I'm like, yo, I like my suspension of disbelief is wavering here, but also just too subtle to work. I was like, wait, what? Like, you know, what I'm well, it's like, like it's, it's like still too, too subtle to work. It's yeah. like too powerful for it to make sense because, yes. but also. I almost feel like we need a we need an ex- explanation of Alexa's motivations because there is a world where you know the the person who has those powers isn't logical and or clever or savvy and so then they don't use them in the best way possible they just use them to kind of I I almost think of like ooh it's funny it's it's so funny to me cuz like I think that this is just because like she's cosplayed as as Harley Quinn before and there are a lot of comparisons there. But it's almost like if you give us like a Harley Quinn kind of um, you know, mm. playfulness, then you could do stuff like that and it makes sense. But but now it's like, oh, you're all power we again, even with Alexa's overpoweredness around the Royal Rumble, it's like you had those powers, so use them even more. Like, just take over it. But, but yeah. I guess WWE is like giving Alexa these powers without actually wanting Alexa to use the powers to dominate and take control, which is an interesting yeah. choice. Like, because it would be a good excuse to be like, well, she has mind control powers, so she's women's champion, but that's not it. That's so weird. Like it's all very weird, and and definitely. And when I say yeah. it's too subtle, I mean it's too subtle for TV because it's like nothing. It's not flashy, like the the, the no. fire and the and the fireballs and 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 making people you know apparate and disapparate. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just yeah. I'm just staring at you, and now you it's have to do little, what I, I, I say. Yeah, it's, it's chaotic and all. It's like every week because you mentioned the fire. Like, what? Where's the fire? Is is she going to be the new Kane? Are we going to see mm-hmm. her choke slamming people? And 
I'm not going to bring up Katie Vick, but, um, you know, I don't know. I just, I'm so confused and maybe that's part of the point with Alexa, because I do feel like the commentators have constantly been selling the confused thing with her, but I don't, I don't, I don't really get it right now, especially after this pay-per-view. Yeah, exactly. And I guess the biggest thing is, so, uh, the wrestling itself, um, we were talking yeah. about, it. I'm glad that she dropped the kind of like invincible stick. It was, she wasn't selling as much, you know, she it wasn't a lot of selling, like, uh, yeah. like, I, I guess non-possessed Alexa Bliss, but there's still more selling than that first carnation of like her and, and the fiend when she was like literally no selling everything. So I appreciated yeah. some of the in-ring stuff, but like, I just, like, why this is, Shayna's been taking so many pins. I feel like I don't think Shayna's won a match since she's knocked Oscar's tooth out. So mm. at this point, I was like, okay, you know, the guy, I started tracking it after that because I was like, okay, yeah. so you know, when stuff like that happens, you do like sometimes they do have to try and put it, kind of punish the wrestlers in a sense. And she, yeah. she, she laid down for a few people uh, th- or throughout that. That was like, okay, I don't yeah. think necessarily she would have had to to do the job for some of these people. But now it's like it's been a streak. It's been months in that since that happened, and she's still taking these pins and. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a big Shayna fan, and I love the the newfound charisma and all of that. And mm-hmm. I didn't like her when she was undefeated, unstoppable bully. But dang, yeah. I'm like, we gotta start building her up, right? Like, like who are we yeah. about to build up? Because, um, you know, we're about, you know, we're about to get into the Ray and Charlotte match, but like, mm-hmm. somebody's gonna have to come after that that. Uh, for that title that's not named Flair. You know, so they got to start mean, building somebody up on Raw and I'm trying to figure out yeah. who, who they who they can because if if Nia and Shayna are stuck in this Alexa Bliss uh, mm-hmm. feud, like who does that leave on that side of the roster? But, yeah, but I think that this is also the the just to that point. Like it's not really clear who is feuding with who in this situation. So, True. like, we know that there's tension between Shayna and Naya, and then Shayna and Reginald because they we had them in a match with each other, but they're all still together. And then we did just see Naya slap Reginald um, <laughs> because of the mind control powers, but maybe that's something that Reginald could dismiss because he was just mind controlled so maybe he understand but so we have this like infighting and then on the flip side it's like is alexa feuding with shayna i i thought so but then we i mean we see alexa messing with reginald and with naya now and mm-hmm. i'm just i i like i'm not sure what the story is or where it's going and right. I'm not sure who's most upset with who like is <laughs> are we going to see Naya and Shayna and Reginald break up or are we going to see them stay together as a fight off against Alexa, Alexa? Mm-hmm. yeah and we, oh, we can, okay. like mm-hmm. that, sh- that stuff should be a lot more straightforward we should know who is like feuding with who Exactly. I and I get it. And as you were saying, I, I completely understand. You're right. I, I think it could actually still kind of go either way. Like you could yeah. just keep going on down this path of um the 
they're Alexa is going to slowly um, break them up because using her mind control powers so that they don't trust each other. But also, like you said, we're still at the point where it's early, depending if they want to continue this feud, where they can be like, guys, we got to team up to beat this superpowered being. You know, yeah. we got to make it our mission. Kind of like what they were doing in, with um, uh, Zia Lee and Tian Shaw in NXT yeah. when uh, Casey Catanzaro and um, uh, Kaden Carter. Kaden, yes. I can I, I I always want to keep calling her Lacey because of her original <laughs> name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I but I think to that point, mm. that's where like to put out another scenario, I, I I wonder if this will just be dropped. So if we won't see Alexa and Shayna and Naya and Reginald going at it anymore. Um I also wonder why Alexa would specifically mess with them when she's I mean maybe she doesn't care see look back in the day uh i.e like three to four to five to six months to seven months ago (laughs) you saw Alexa really coming for Randy Orton and that made sense because that was in the context of The Fiend and it kind of seemed like The Fiend was doing some you know like Alexa as a character is definitely on her own right now um, Mm -hmm. as opposed to being possessed by the fiend of course even though that was like the origin of this and yet um, it made sense that Alexa was kind of coming for Randy because of that feud with the fiend this is not I don't understand the motivation I don't Mm. and I feel like that's like just it's like like any acting what's the motivation well, technically, Shayna kind of Shayna started the feud, and we got the package where Shayna was like, "You're the reason why you know we don't have the tag titles anymore because you've been interfering with me and Nia and Reggie." So, I think that is the motivation there. I I think the I, okay, like that's the motivation. reasoning. Okay, that's the reasoning for Shayna. But I yeah. think you're asking what's the motivation for exactly. Alexa to keep exactly. entertaining it. Yeah. And I, get, I yeah. guess the whole Lily stomping thing, you know, I, I don't know. I go back <laughs> and forth. I go back and forth with this story here. Yeah. I just don't know where we're getting at. Like like exactly. you said, it's just we don't know what we can't see the force of the tree. So um it's just yeah. harder to get behind the storytelling. And then again, you're asking us to suspend our disbelief further mind control of the, yes mind control and supernatural powers and it's it's really it's really hard it's it's really really hard to do that in this day and age so yeah it's an okay match okay right but speaking of okay matt uh well <laughs> uh i i had so many thoughts on the Rhea ripley charlotte match um yeah but Mari, Mari, just let's let's go in. Are you ready? Do you feel oh, ready yeah. to get into this one? Let's yes, I feel this. ready. Cause, yes, because yeah, it's getting late and we want to wrap this up. What, so, what are your thoughts? Yeah, what are your? Tell us about it. <laughs> my thoughts watching that whole entire match was like, yeah, like Charlotte got all of the offense in. Yeah, like if we're talking percentages. Charlotte got like ninety two percent of the offense, and mm-hmm. Rhea got a measly eight percent. And and I get it, you because you were doing limb targeting. You know, Charlotte was targeting Rhea's 
uh, leg to soften her up for the figure eight. I get that. We just saw that with Bailey and Bianca. We saw Bailey um, working um, Bianca's shoulder the whole night. But it, the tone in the two, I have to compare the two matches because the tone in both those two matches were just completely different to me. Um, because with Bailey and um, Bianca, I really felt like it was like it was an even match. Um, I, I felt like it was a lot of going back and forth, a lot of punishment being given and doled out. Um, but I guess the difference is in that match, I didn't think I ever doubted the outcome of it being Bianca winning, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and with Charlotte and Rhea, I was like, I, I was like, Charlotte is beating this girl so senseless <laughs> that at this point, Charlotte has to lose because, yeah. because Rhea was not looking good in that, that match at all. And she's your champion. Like, and, yeah. and I think that's what, again, that will, that's what pisses me off more than anything about this feud itself. It's just like the, the actual champion, Rhea Ripley, is playing underdog to Charlotte, even though she mm-hmm. is also a heel. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. even though she's a champion. And then not in a way that again, Bianca and Bailey, technically Bianca is playing underdog to Bailey's experienced veteran. But it just does not feel the same. You know what I'm saying? Like Somebody yeah. somebody tweeted after the Bianca and Bailey's match that like Bianca is on the level of the four horsewomen. Like I really feel like wow. Bailey like honestly, Bailey and Sasha made Bianca look so good. I mean, and of course Bianca yeah. being Bianca, but like they like Bianca gained so much from those two feuds. Like Rhea looks like a scrub in the ring next to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And and again, <laughs> I think I have to give, you know, I have to give Charlotte her props for that because through that whole yeah. match. You, we had to just stare at Charlotte because Charlotte was the one giving. She was giving everything that needed to be gave. Yeah. Like the, the camera, you know, and the cameras love her. Like the cameras yeah. was just zooming in straight up on her face. She was giving the little smirk. She was yeah. doing Charlotte. So, I mean, I can, you know, no matter how I, I, I feel about, um, Charlotte's booking or whatever, I can never take away the fact that I, I do think Charlotte is a star. She knows what she's, mm-hmm. she's doing. It's just, very sad in a sense that the the woman who has your championship belt will never like the comparison the them comparing Rhea to Charlotte as immediately like during her debut you know and then you know all the stuff that happened last year at WrestleMania when when um when Rhea lost to Charlotte and then now we're going into this feud it just feels like Rhea cannot she cannot eclipse the, the sun. You know what I'm saying? She is she yeah. is the lonely moon who's getting no sunshine because she, I don't know astrology, but she is just not, <laughs> she she's not leaving. <laughs> she's just not rising to the level of Charlotte. Like, honestly, like how Bianca is rising to Bailey's level, how Bianca is rising to um, Sasha's level. Mm-hmm. Rhea isn't leveling up to Charlotte. And I don't think that's her fault. Like, I'm, I'm really trying mm-hmm. to figure out whose fault that is. Well, OK, let me get, let me just wind it back a few years. Even I remember when Rhea Ripley debuted in the Mae Young Classic. And I think this this was definitely so I'm pretty sure. From what I remember, she appeared in both of the Mae Young classics. Yes, and she did. The first mm-hmm. one, she was just more like 
hey, I'm showing up. Here's who I am. But in the second one is where we start to get more of like this, I'll call it the brutality gimmick. Yes. But it's interesting because I think from even the first one, there were comparisons to Charlotte. There Flair, was, yes. And mm-hmm. it was weird because I just never saw it. And I never. think that it might have been a physical thing in some way which I also didn't really see and it's weird because it's like okay what are we comparing like they're both tall blonde Blonde women women. that's like what's the but I think those but those comparisons at the time I thought were interesting because it's like oh that's really good for Rhea because it then you know, yeah. as someone who was just kind of coming into the company, it sets her up to be compared with Charlotte and potentially for a few down the line. And I will give credit to WWE in the sense that in this match or after this match, I feel like I have a great idea of what they're doing with this feud because Charlotte wins mm-hmm. by DQ and Thank, like I'm just so thankful for the Thunderdome for telling us how we're supposed to react. Yes. Because I wouldn't know otherwise because Charlotte wins by DQ. The Thunderdome boos vigorously and then it announces but still, your champion Rhea Ripley. And then it's like mostly boos but it's kind of a mixed reaction with a little bit of tears. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, so they are both heels. We're supposed to be a yes. little bit happier, like maybe a little. There were there were some claps in there mm-hmm. for Rhea winning, but and then we got the back and forth after the match between them, which you yeah. know that WWE was very intentional about capturing. Of course, Charlotte's like, "I taught you well. You're learning." Blah blah yeah. blah. And it's, I, I see. Words, yeah. I, yeah, and I yeah, and I feel like what we are getting is like this protege mentor yes. situation mm-hmm. where I could see them being a tag team down yeah. the, the line um, just because it seems like they are like meant to be very again they're being positioned as being really similar similar mm-hmm. in, but except the fact that Rhea just doesn't have the experience and so in this match we got Rhea being put punked out by charlotte time and time oh again my god it was so bad yeah and it mm-hmm. was rough to watch and it's, it was and it's funny because you you bring up the comparisons with bianca but you know for me going back to even wrestlemania and everything we saw with Rhea, and i think it just part of it might have been the story and the fact that it was so close to mania and there just wasn't time for the build but mm-hmm. i kind of don't i don't know what it is she I hate to say it because I think that this is more about the performer, but she seems she seems more much more confident in NXT. I she doesn't. Mm. I don't know what it is, but I I'm like I, I feel like there's if an interview came out where she said you know I wasn't sure what was going on, there wasn't the crowd, I just had to adjust. Still, I would believe it, and I kind of feel like she's still finding her footing and then having matches like this where you're in the like in the shadow of charlotte or feuds mm-hmm. where you're in the shadow of charlotte i don't think that that really helps, helps. i and mean it's not nothing on the performer but it's mm-hmm. just like the circumstances between there being no crowd for this performer who i think is more built for a crowd uh, reaction mm-hmm. um 
it's just not it's not ideal um, i know and that and yeah. and i agree because i think um she, i know she she had an interview uh after she had lost to charlotte um at wrestlemania for the nxt women's championship she she kind of um like ended up taking some time off and yeah. like after she lost uh the rematch um when yeah. when when eo ended up taking the belt she um she talked about how she lost her confidence after that yeah. and how it took her so long to to gain it back and and stuff like that and so i think she's just been so used people for i think people forget she's just like the she will forever unfortunately she will ever she will forever be compared to bianca just like how the four yeah. horsewomen are c- compared to each other because even wwe is trying to force this narrative with the like bianca um raquel and um Rhea being like the new era champions or women's yeah. champions they're but they're forever going to be entwined because they both started at literally the same time. Like, I, if I remember correctly, I think Rhea did maybe a little bit of indie work in Australia before mm. she tried out here at WWE and, and got um, signed. And um, Bianca, you know, was discovered by Mark Henry and is literally homegrown WWE talent. Both yeah. of their first, like, matches were in, like, the Mae Young Classic. Like, Bianca's legit first match was in the Mae Young Classic. Yeah. And she, she killed it. And, um, like, same with Rhea. I think it wasn't, like, her first first one, because, again, I'm, I'm pretty sure she had some indie experience under her belt. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. So, they both came in at, like, literally the exact same time. They've mm-hmm climb the ranks in in different ways especially in nxt because you know bianca had that phenomenal undefeated streak and then went on to have those uh major clashes with like Shayna and and all of them and bianca and nxt bianca never had that that rocket strapped to her back while ripley Rhea ripley was the opposite she was wasn't she like the first nxt uk women's champion if i remember correctly I'm not um, even sure. I'm not even sure. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure she was the first, and yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure she was she was the first because I think people thought to Tony Storm think, was going to be first. Yeah, but I don't Tony think it Storm was, was Tony. like Tony Storm was like the second. Yes, um, exactly. So I yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Rhea was the first. So Rhea and so Rhea kind of and then she once she made the jump, she held held that title for a while. Once she made the jump over to NXT, they booked her like a freaking superstar, literally yeah. out the jump. And then she, you know, she got the belt and she she's always had a rocket to her back. And I think maybe that's the kind of the difference. Like she's always had the rocket to her back. And the one time she didn't was when she came up against Charlotte at WrestleMania. And now yeah. they put her back on the main roster and she's doing the same kind of thing. So maybe she isn't confident enough and maybe she's just not used. She just can't not used to being confident with that when she's not you know at the top you know really at yeah. the top even which is which is again ridiculous to say because she's the champion right now yeah that's what, it's, it's so weird it, yo yeah and it's it's just like the other thing is that I, I'm just thinking about Bianca so the last episode we were talking I remember even just commenting and I keep feeling like this I feel like Bianca really knows her character but mm-hmm. I also feel like her character is, it seems to be a uh, very much an extension of herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other piece of this, and I don't know Rhea's background in terms of like athletics, but 
Bianca is like, I feel like you could probably very much relate to this. Like as an athlete, uh, someone who has that athletic background, like your mindset is just different. different. And you, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like the Bianca character that we see is very much like this athlete's mindset of like, okay, I'll show you, I'll show up. And then you yeah. add in the fact that she's the literal, actual, legit the legit EST and Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like she you know if anything goes through her head where she's like I'm not good enough I don't have what takes it's like no but you actually are the you are you are all the things you are all the things that you need to be and I feel like I I get this I mean this is so interesting to talk about because like I sometimes as wrestling fans, like we've been watching so long that we could kind of, you just kind of pick up the vibes on some people and like, yeah. and I just, but I, but I think like if I'm looking at this situation with Rhea, I, I just feel like she just needs to get like a grounding in what, who is her character? Mm-hmm. What do they care about? Why are they showing up? And I mean, a lot of that's not in her hands, but I, yeah. I think you know, somehow she needs to like get that locked down because that's the part that's a little bit flimsy and weak versus yeah. again, Bianca, where even when Bianca is like, I don't want to say punked out by Bailey, but like when Bianca gets like, beaten down there's a story there bianca doesn't end up looking weak and that's the yeah. big difference in the booking maybe it has something to do with the creative teams between smackdown, SmackDown and, and raw, raw. But yeah that but that but there's i we need something to change or exactly. you know i guess Rhea needs something to change and i think it's just because like you said they they did it. they have the mixed booze and the tears like they're trying to present her as yeah. a tweener which I yeah. think is, isn't a bad concept because like historically wrestling fans do tend to love tweeners, you know, hello, Steve Austin. Um, exactly. so somebody who, who's not particularly heel and or face. So I, I, but I think it's just, again, it's just hard to shine bright when you're standing next to Charlotte Flair. Like it's just mm-hmm. when, especially in a heel persona, because, you know, we saw leading up to this, um, Rhea and Charlotte when they would team together together they would be like they you know they Rhea would tag her roughly and you know they're trying to out heal each other but it's just yeah. hard you can't out heal Charlotte Flair so um the match itself I do I was not I didn't care for it because I was like dang Rhea is literally she looks so bad in this match I just kept I was like at this point she looks so bad that she needs to win and so we get the DQ mm-hmm. finish and I was like ah I was like I was saying I was like telling the house because we have people over and I was just like and I was just like I don't know how I don't know how I feel about this and it wasn't until you know then she she of course she kind of tried to get her heat back by by you know uh taking you know taking shots at Charlotte after the match and you know one of one of my friends who was here he he said he's like oh that's exactly what Charlotte would have done you know, yeah. if, 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 if the shoe was on the other foot and, you exactly. know, they said it, you know, you know, Rhea ended up saying it when it was the camera was close up. She said, I did exactly what you would have done. And then, yeah. and then Charlotte was like, you're learning. And it's really a weak thing to say, by the way, like, Ooh, I just copied you is like not a, yes, very, it doesn't, that doesn't sound good, <laughs> but I feel like it did save it. Cause like you said, yeah, I think it did. Yeah, yes, it, sa- it, it saved every. Yeah, it definitely helped. 
because I agree with you. This mentor protege, like this whole, like this is a storyline I can sink into. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you're just going to present Raya as like the underdog or the protege, or she's just not as good as Charlotte or whatever. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to see that story because I've seen that story with Charlotte several, several times. But if we're gonna, if we're getting into the story as in like, as many, like if, if Raya and Charlotte keep facing each other and we're mm-hmm. saying Raya's learning and, you know, Raya's trying to get to be, you know, like Charlotte, I, I like that storyline way better than anything else they've presented so far. And like yeah. you said, if they, I, I can't see Charlotte like being, you know, I, I can't see it getting to the point where they want to tag together and Charlotte being number two in a situation yeah. with like Rhea still being the champion. So, I mean, if she could do it, I would love to see them. I would actually like to see them together. If 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 they want to go full on mentor protege style and, and Charlotte is like showing her the ropes, 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 ropes. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. But I just don't I, I can't see Charlotte settling for that. No, but I feel like and I don't like this at all so i hope it doesn't happen but with the fact that they are both heels maybe it is a setup for both of them to like for an uh mm, i'm just gonna say becky lynch maybe it's a setup for someone like becky lynch if not actually becky lynch to come back and be this massive face and then these two as heels to go against Becky Lynch where it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend like let mm. me let's let's team up against Becky I don't like the idea of that I don't yeah. I don't I, know who's asking for like Charlotte and Becky at this point or even Ram Be- Becky but I kind of I'm like a little nervous that that's where it's going and I'm just yeah. out to the universe because hopefully that means it won't happen and it, I mean, if if that if we get something like that, I would be afraid for Rhea because I, I yeah like, she's kind of lost in the shuffle. Uh, yes, exactly. Like I can see her because and, and uh, the only reason why we feel that way is with just Charlotte, she hasn't really been able to really shine. So you add in mm-hmm. Becky, nobody like it's going to be hard for anybody to compete. You know against that type of star power so i mean yeah you know and it, but it would be interesting to i wouldn't but i could, kind of wouldn't mind trying to see that because it'd be kind of funny because again I, you know sorry guys we're gonna keep comparing them but bianca working with bailey and sasha <laughs> and then like raya getting um <laughs> yeah that would be so kind of weird that actually would make cool. a lot of stuff yeah uh. But that then again, sense, it's like, but. yeah, you, but we're trying to build new stars. If, if we're trying to say that the, the main objective is to build new stars, you have to do it in a way that it lets them shine, you know? So yeah. a, a very interesting match. I, I like, huh. we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I was just, I, they had me there for a second. I was like, oh my God, like Charlotte is about to lock in the figure four leg lock, figure eight in the middle of the ring after she's been working Rhea's leg. Like, I was legit scared there for a minute. I was like, oh, God, is she going to lose? Honestly, though, if Charlotte took the championship, I don't think I'd even be really mad. Like, I think it's just, I mean, it would be really disappointing. I would, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like Rhea, no matter what, 
title or no title needs a reset. Um, this conversation, and it's probably a good one to continue on our actual episode exactly. as it comes up, because I know we'll be talking about Becky Lynch more. But mm-hmm. now I'm starting to think, like, if let's say that Becky Lynch does come back in the lead up to SummerSlam, I wonder... Like, who are the strong heel women that Becky could potentially be up against? And I, yeah, that's just an open question. Like, we've we've been talking about it as a possibility. And if it happens, like, you need a good person to, you have to be on the opposite side of the ring with someone really solid. And I'm just not sure who that would be. But yeah. I mean, maybe we'll see that develop. But at this point, I mean, between Rhea and Charlotte, it kind of, to me, looks like one of them might fall into that slot. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we we won't we'll know see. until it gets closer. Yeah. So we won't. Uh, any final thoughts, Matt, on um, the pay-per-view? Mm, no, just that, you know, Bianca is the EST. Bianca is the best. And, um, you know, I am so willing to be disappointed. I'm so willing to roll my eyes and just be like, oh, whatever. But, Ooh, she she always shows up and then Bailey always shows up. And I'm just glad that we got that match to open the show. If anything, like maybe if I were WWE, I would have put that on much later in the show. Or maybe I even would have put that Actually, I don't know if I would put that as the main event. I think the main event made sense here. But um, yeah, that's I, I'm just I'm glad that we got that and kind of that we wrapped up the Drew, apparently wrapped up the Drew Lashley story. So mm-hmm. we have to see where that's going, where they're going after this. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff where I feel like we, you know, you even said it like we have to wait and see what what happens. But we have so many things that we have to kind of wait and see. and. It makes me excited for for Raw. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're really waiting for the crowd reactions too. So, yeah, so it's going to be good. Uh, Other than that, uh, we can definitely get out of here. You can find me at Mari Talks Too Much on Twitter. Uh, we you can find us every week doing the wrestling wrap up podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Um, we're also on YouTube now, so just a uh, uh, search. Rob has a, a podcast YouTube channel, and you can find us on that YouTube channel. Um, Matt, where can the people find you? You can find me at Matt Scott GW, and I'm sharing all the just the different podcasty stuff. But we're going to be locked into the wrestling wrap up for the next few months, so you're going to be hearing a lot from us because it's wild to think that we just came back, but there's a lot more to come. We'll have our guests popping up. We'll have a lot of of new stuff coming out um, on the podcast feeds, and and hopefully a lot of just taking the wrestling wrap up to the next level. So that's the consistent place where you will be able to find me going forward, Matt Scott GW and here on the podcast. All right, everyone avoid any flying elbows. We'll uh, see you soon. Bye. Bye.